0: Podcast number 208, hard to believe, and we're glad you're here, and where is here? Here is Sugar Land, Texas, so grab a globe, spin it around, burn! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around, find Texas, southeast side of Texas is Houston, southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that is where we are at! We are at the Man Up studio at Sugar Land Baptist Church We're on this No Church Answers Tour, not pastors, we're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey. We feel all men are leaders, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community, but sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed and spiritually recharged, and that's why we're here. So whether you found us on Facebook or SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, our website at... Man up spiritual dot com or pray dot com. We're so glad that you're joining us. What we do here is uh, we go over a ABF adult Bible fellowship or a Sunday school lesson, have a brief overview, uh, read some scripture, unpeel it like an onion, update it, give it a man spin. And we do it with some great guys here, so at this time I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce our our panel. Uh, we have a real lightning rod of a topic that we're going to be doing this week. Hey, right can be what? <laughs> <laughs> well, to some people though. So, yeah, I'm going to start out with, uh, he's a world-class policy writer, a bit of a professional gambler. He is our producer. That's Mr. Steve Titsch. Hey, Steve. Hey. Attorney and prosecutor, former prosecutor. Uh, we call him the judge. Michael Cropper, Hey, eh? Mike. Hey, Mike. No. Corp- oh, corporate right. trainer with a Fortune oh, 100, not a pansy, Fortune 500 company, kind of a group theologian. Uh, we call him the professor. Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. Insurance broker and Deacon. I parked right behind him uh, in in the man up studio parking lot. Uh, (laughs) He's he's from Louisiana. We don't hold that against him. Kyle Trahan. Hey, Kyle. Kyle. (laughs) And my name is Bill Cox. Basically a uh, contractor, bit of a writer, actor, and director of this group. So I'm the one that tries to keep everything, in order <laughs> or contain pretty hard to do with this group so and with that we're going to go ahead and we uh use different publications we're in the connect 360 this is the study of mark it's by baptist Way press and with that i'm going to go ahead and get a overview of uh, this week's lesson start with our producer mr steve ditch
1: we're going to talk about the sabbath we've been uh looking at uh lessons starting starting really uh last week and we have this week and next week that go into maybe the tension between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law this again is is one of those examples involving the uh the apostles and the disciples gleaning i guess is the right word that's where the word way way I, I gleaning comes from where under under jewish law Uh, farmers were required to leave uh, the wheat berries on the wheat along the edge of their property, along the edge of their road, so travelers and poor could pick the wheat berries as they're they're going on their way. And that's what the apostles are doing here, except it's the Sabbath day. And even these little bits of picking wheat is considered uh, work, harvesting. Here begins a discussion of what do we mean by a day of rest? And what did that commandment of remember the Lord's day and keep it holy really mean?
0: Excellent. Uh, Professor
2: Koshu. So, interestingly enough, we covered this in our commandment series, um, Exodus 28-11, podcast 123. So I I was listening to it. As part of my show prep, and couldn't remember what I had said about it because so I was just, you know, I want to try to find something unique and different. I'm in great shape because I'm guessing we were having a talent development conference or something because I wasn't here. Oh whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. so, nice. so everything I say is good <laughs> right? Um,
0: but he's I, going to copy what everybody else. Yeah, does. pretty much. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, if this is an interesting concept and. I'm going to throw out especially right now because like a lot of other people I've been working from home well, until the last several weeks but for over a year I worked at home and what I have discovered is I like the ability to work from home. I don't want to work from home every day as part of my normal job. I need that separation because I found out Instead of starting work at 6 or 6.30, you know, because I drove to the office, I was just logging in at 5. Oh, instead of knocking off at 4 or 4.30 because I had to drive home and do whatever, I was working at 6.30. Oh, it's Saturday. Let me log in and check some stuff real quick because everything was all set up. And you find that things are there and our society has pushed us to be engaged more and more and more. There's a lot of research right now, actually, about company cell phones and getting emails from your boss on Saturday and Sunday and people wanting to respond to them. And the necessity of having that day off that's been decreed for not only spiritual purposes, but just physical, oh my gosh, you you need to unplug a little bit. Is really important, and that's part of what goes on here. The other thing is, I think the Pharisees were were just those guys, like you said, they're following Jesus around, going, "See, see, <laughs> told you, hit disciples side do what they're, doing they're supposed to." <laughs> you know, they're just following around doing what they want to do, basically. Excellent, uh,
0: Michael Cropper. Yeah.
3: Oh, so the last two lessons we have uh, looked at uh, again, like Steve Steve mentioned. That this lesson and the last lesson that's been coming are going to be uh, some confrontations with the Pharisees. But The Pharisees ask Jesus questions, and they think they are very valid questions. They think that they are very legal. They think that they are very authoritative, and they think they can catch him in some type of, uh, of act or, or thought process that they can make fun of him on, or, or they can find that he's violating Mosaic Law. Anyway, lesson, two lessons back, Jesus calls Levi or, or Matthew to be a disciple. Uh, his choices and answers are different, like I said, to what the Pharisees believe. Okay, so Jesus calls a tax collector to be a disciple. Uh, I, I, I found it amusing because it must be excruciatingly painful for the Pharisees when they find yeah. out that Jesus has <laughs> called Matthew <laughs> to follow him, uh, but they do not ask Jesus why he called a tax collector. Instead they ask his disciples. They don't confess Jesus, right? And Steve is talking about that. We're all talking about that. Because he can he can inflict pain on them with his answers. He catches them off guard. And today's today's text is no different. Now, the last lesson was on fasting. And, and and some people approach Jesus. We figure out one of the uh, one of the uh, the gospel says it was Pharisees, and we see they approach Jesus and, and they ask him. They say we fast the disciples of john the baptist fast why don't your disciples fast in other words we have to fast. why don't your disciples have to suffer too <laughs> <laughs> anyway so jesus answers again with references from the old testament he says the guests do not fast while the bridegroom is with them and notice he uses the title bridegroom which infers uh, a connection between Jesus and God, because God referred to the Jewish people, in the Old Testament, as His bride. So, uh, and the second part of that, which Jesus illustrates, which confuses the heck out of him, he says he introduces a new covenant, which is the reason he came and why God sent him. And he said, "You cannot patch an old garment with new cloth, and you cannot pour new wine into an old, old wine skin." So, today's lesson, though, let's go to that for just a second. Uh, as Stephen mentioned. The the disciples are passing through a a field on the Sabbath and they pick some of the grain and they rub together and they eat it because they're hungry. Now ordinarily this is not a sin because Leviticus Leviticus said that you can go and you can pick some grapes or food from a from a um a, a field if you're hungry and that's not illegal. But this is the Sabbath, so. The, the Pharisees think they have Jesus really down cold. I'm looking forward to today's uh, podcast discussion of it. It's going to raise some interesting questions. And of course we want to try to figure out how to apply it today's standards. And that is simply, what is work on the Sabbath? The reason the Pharisees were so mad at Jesus' disciples for picking the grain and harvesting it and eating it was because they were working.
4: Alright, Bill.
0: Excellent. Uh, Kyle Trahan.
4: You know, I've listened to a bunch of our podcasts and I've heard Bill say that he's going to be able to cop out because he's the last one to go. <laughs> I feel like I keep getting set up here. I should, like, go first and then I'm going to make the rest of everybody look good. And Bill, you'll just wrap them up at the end, right? That, that'll yeah. be set up and, you know, the, the finish there will be, be perfect. Um, you know, work on Sunday uh, has a different meaning for us uh, a lot of times in our culture and our society. Um, I worked retail for many years, I was a manager, and when the store is busy, guess where they expect you to be? In the store. On the floor. Yeah. On the floor. You're making sure everything gets done. You know, you're trying to train your people how to navigate the madness in in a busy, busy store. And for a long time, I still had to find rest. Your body still had to... You know, not shut down, but you still had to uh, unplug. Somebody said that a minute ago. And, and however that is for yourself, whether that's just you know getting in the garden or you know going to church. Of course, we do on Sundays now. Um, you know, but whatever that is that re-centers yourself. You, know, you said it. that You go to church uh, on Sunday because you know it recharges you and it recenters you, and it lasts for about seven days. So you got to keep re-upping each time. But that's the whole principle of that keeping the sabbath holy it's giving the reverence to god but it's also finding the way to recharge your soul your mind your body so that we can carry on the next day something that mike said and i want to say before i forget here um, that the pharisees stopped asking jesus or weren't asking jesus and they were asking his disciples but if you remember, Jesus knew what they were thinking anyway. So they just bought it, and he would call them out. So they figure, well, he's going to get it anyway. <laughs> so even if I'm in the back of the room going, "Hey, why are you think this?" He's still going to know, you know. Um, so I, I think they figured that out, and so they figured they would just ask the disciples, and Jesus would speak in <laughs> when he wanted anyway. So he's going
0: to win anyway.
3: Excellent.
0: <laughs> that, that too Excellent, and before I go ahead and read the scripture just a couple of things that I wanted to point out um uh, i I think uh for my interpretation going over this lesson and applying it to you know bring it to today's time uh, like Kyle I, I've worked weekends too but okay. you you yeah, <laughs> but you have to. Uh, I think it's about taking time for corporate worship with other people. And that's why, for example, uh, we taped the podcast on Wednesday night. And there's a lot going on Wednesday night. And that's to get people together. And I think also giving a, another time slot. But, uh, but a, a faith walk, uh, keeping the Sabbath holy is only part of it is is only part of the equation and one other point that as a agriculture thing that i wanted to point out uh what they're gleaning from is called the end rows and the end rows are the least productive part of the field uh when you're farming because what you do is you bring your equipment in for example your planner and say it's an eight row or 16 row or whatever uh it takes room to turn that around and then get it set right. So the, so the rows are perfectly parallel. That area that you turn around, you plant at the very end. It's the last row. And so that's called the end rows. it's over the top. And the thing about it is you run over that area when you use a sprayer, when you use a cultivator, every, when, every time you turn around, when you do something with that field. So more often than not, those plants are stunted. Those plants are smashed or whatever. So it is the least productive. And now you may run a combine through it, but the plants may have grown low to the ground. So it may not get picked anyway. So to a certain extent, because what they do is they call it like volunteer corn or volunteer weed or whatever. That is when the grain is not picked. It falls back in the ground and then it germinates. But it doesn't germinate in a row. So we call it volunteer, it, 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 volu- <laughs> it <laughs> volunteered for the next duty, but it is not as productive. Right. So in a way, those people help the farmers by gleaning, okay, uh, just to, just to throw that Why out there. Go,
2: agricultural
0: lessons yeah, yeah
4: right things
2: hey, I didn't
4: know. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, to, to put all the terminology, I mean, that, yeah. that's actually really a, a wonderful addition because I mean, I knew some of that growing up where I did in Louisiana, and I mean, right on the side of us was soybean and corn and wheat, and but I never had that explanation from like a farmer to to understand. And so and yeah,
0: that but that's actually farming pretty much junior level though. So that's yeah, the, that's, uh, that's not egg one hundred one. That's three hundred one. So <laughs> and with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. This is Mark two. 23-28, through 28. and it happened that he was passing through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples began to make their way along while picking the heads of grain. The Pharisees were saying to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and his companions became hungry? how he entered the house of God in the time of Abathar, the high priest, and ate the consecrated bread, which is not lawful for anyone to eat except the priest. And he also gave it to those who were with him. Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. I just wanted to chime one more uh, thing in. I, I think it was Professor was talking about how the Pharisees, the Pharisees remind me of the uh, cancel culture nowadays. They <laughs> don't do anything, but they criticize everything. And that's. The Twitter Twitter, The <laughs> Twitter crowd. You know, oh, yeah. do nothing, <clears throat> criticize everything everything. And uh, I just
4: wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. And,
2: and it's funny because here's the deal. So Exodus 20 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, for you are to labor six days and do all your work. The seventh day is Sabbath to The Lord your God, you must not do any work. You, your son or daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock, or the resident alien who is within your city gates. For the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them in six days. Then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. So, that's the command. And somehow we've gotten from there. Oh, two. To, by, the <laughs> by the time the uh, we're talking here, they've written the Mishnah, which is oral uh, tradition. All, all the yeah, rules. Which has 39 different things. 30. That are prohibited, and, and the easiest way I can say it is, so our, our youth minister, our amazing new youth minister, I'm just going to say it there, uh, he, he went up and on Sunday they were having a poll party for, the, for our church, and all he did was to say, guys, girls, you know what modest is for a church swim party, I don't want to take it any further than that. And that's all he said. It wasn't girls can't wear two pieces, mm-hmm. guys you can't wear speedo, and if you do, you got to wear a dark. We didn't go into all that. It was quite simply, here is the expectation, and
1: go with. It. And that is much more mature. I mean, aside from you know, you 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 from that's yeah, all about parenting. You set expectations. Yeah. You don't necessarily yeah. have to lay down individual rules. In fact, that leads leaves a lot. That make that makes for a, an overly dependent well, child. Yeah. Convoluted. Um, but I was going to say what is where what we what we have here though is I love the way Jesus goes right to Scripture. He makes a very pointed.
4: He, he quoted he, a he, previous lawsuit. I can yeah, hear he Michael's yeah, <laughs> <call>, He goes, <laughs> <on> <laughs> all but 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 he mind, and, and it's it it
1: far more dramatic. He, he said, and and, he, and and yes, there's a lot of significance to him using the illustration of David. Uh, but he did he. He did not try to rewrite the Mishnah. Yeah, he yeah. said, "Hey, you look into Scripture, and you, you know, if we went if we went by your standards, David would be sinned, but he was hungry, and he didn't just glean from the uh, countryside. Oh, no, he went got the, the present. <laughs> yes, uh, boy, oh. which which really, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just." You can imagine being a Pharisee and just being reminded of that, and uh, that's and and there we see a little bit again of the, both the humor and radicalism of Jesus, um, and but but really what what he's going into is that uh, the Mishnah is all man made. The uh, idea of keeping the Sabbath holy, there's a lot more to that than simply obeying a list of rules. And I like the way you brought up a time for worship, Bill did, but also a time for rest, and a time to just step back. And in, in, in this day and age, it can't always be Sunday. I mean, again, we can look at, well, we've got to stop everything on Sunday as being legalistic. If you're taking a day of rest, I think in many ways you, 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 are, you are at least... trying trying out the spirit of this commandment. You want to go to a break, right? That's it. (laughs) And with that,
0: we're going to go ahead and we are going to take a break. Uh, This is the first break, Man Up, podcast number 208. We will be right back. The Man Up podcast, No Church Answers Tour is going live. That's right. The gambler, the professor, the judge, the deacon, and me. Bill Cox, the director, will record a podcast with a live audience. Saturday, June 19th at 10 a.m., up on the third floor at Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland. For our listeners in the Houston area, this is an awesome way to begin your Father's Day weekend. So come on down, meet the fellas, and be part of the show. Admission is free, so be sure to get here early. We've got a special Bible study planned, and there will even be some audience participation. And yes, the show will post a few weeks later in our regular feed. So that's the Man Up Spiritual Oasis live podcast recording, 10 a.m., Saturday, June 19th at Sugarland Baptist Church. The exact address is 16755 Southwest Freeway, approximately. That's Highway 59 and Sweetwater Boulevard, Sugarland, Texas. Hope to see you there. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 208. Wow. Uh, And what we're talking about is this particular lesson is from Mark and keeping the Sabbath holy. And a couple of other points that I just wanted to throw out um, and the flip side. Uh, As many of you know, I had went through the last... uh, few months, uh, multiple surgeries at times, laying in bed. Um, I look at this particular scripture as get busy, get busy for six days and then have a reason to take a rest. Because I can tell you when I was laying flat on my back recovering, nothing I wanted to do more than to get busy. And nothing I wanted to do less than was to rest. I have already rested many, many days. And I think looking at this particular scripture, I I remember it vividly. Uh, Someone say, it's Sunday. Take a day off. I just took off Monday through Saturday. I have done nothing. Time value. Uh, I'm, I'm going
1: to let the others speak on this, but I, I'll, I'm going to lay out my counter move on that. Okay. Um, and I, but I preface by saying I appreciate where you're coming from. There's nothing worse than sitting around doing nothing, uh, and you're the exception here in this case. But I think yeah, the rest of us don't want to work. I think <laughs> I think if if you know we talk about idols in our society, uh, and often in church we hear oh there's money there's sex i think the biggest idol in american in the american culture is productivity and you the the from from pretty much birth and from kindergartenhood you are being indoctrinated about you've got to be spending your time productively you've got to be learning something you can't be slacking off and correct and and yeah. and, and yeah. the sabbath I'm going to go radical here and say the Sabbath is permission to slack off. Hey, uh, hey,
2: there ain't nothing better than a Sunday afternoon nap. There, or as my wife says, "It I'm that, that, you well, that you earned that you earned." I I in air quotes. No, 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 watch
1: football in my recliner. You, you see, Bill. <laughs> you know, I'm, right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say right there this idea that your your downtime has to be earned. That's that's the Dare I say it, the Protestant work ethic at work, which I'm I'm gonna also say the Protestant work ethic is that productivity idolatry molded in to our our church culture. So no, I would disagree. You don't have to earn your downtime. You can, you know, you you can be you can actually rest from all the problems or worries you've got. But I don't believe that. Just like I don't believe you earn your way into heaven, you don't earn the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a gift from God, and you've got to learn to be able to appreciate it. That's what we Americans don't understand. We got to learn to relax, like I said, remember we we work right. at our play. <laughs> well, we're yeah. at our, we're to yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm taking
3: the, my... the the of <laughs> which you mentioned <laughs> the thirty nine rules <laughs> which are defined as work or work is defined as thirty nine ways in the mission, mm-hmm. right? And I was looking at their introduction to it, and and the thought, what is behind the, the, the Sabbath and why we shouldn't work on the Sabbath is, is remember God said that we would work six days right and rest mm-hmm. the seventh. And there was no other religion at time that kind of gave you a day of rest. You could easily work seven days a week. So the, the definition of work that I read, and I understood from the person that, that presented this list of things on the Mishnah, the definition of work seems to be tied to exercising authority over nature. Okay? <laughs> the definition of work, is, a man cannot demonstrate his mastery over nature because he invades the province of God. God has control and dominion over all of creation, seven days a week. He delegated to us six days to work and exercise control over his creation. So when we work on the Sabbath, which he has retained for himself, we are invading his providence, especially when he tells us to rest and worship him on that day. And it's very interesting. Now, just a couple points I want to point out, which you guys I, I know we not talk about. Ah. Anyway, the, remember, folks, that the real first illustration we saw of working on the Sabbath was when Moses said you were going to get six days of manna. And he said the sixth day will have two days in it. You were to pick up enough manna for two days. Right. You were not yep. to right. go out and pick up any manna. manna on the Sabbath. You were to rest that there is called carrying, or we call it carrying. The idea that if we do not carry anything at all, we relinquish ownership of everything to God. In other words, so when we rest on the Sabbath, and by the way, I've had to work on Sundays too, so I know, and, and, again, we believe this is an exception rule. If you have to work on, 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 on Sunday or the day you consider the Sabbath, I, I believe God will forgive you for it if you don't want to do that. It's what's in your heart. Sometimes we have to do that. So anyway, the main sign of ownership here was, and, and the way we show God, we love Him very much, is we relinquish ownership of everything we would do on the Sabbath, or, or the other six days a week, okay? Uh, everything belongs to God, so we do not carry anything. Now, this is from the mission. Do not carry, if, 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 you're, if you're following the direct rules and all these 39 things, carrying is the biggest one, that's why I want to just talk about that just for a second. You do not carry anything from outside into your house on the Sabbath. You do not carry anything inside your house to the outside. Now, here's what gets fun. You cannot carry your car keys out. You cannot carry a pocketbook out. Uh, a lady can't carry a purse or wallet. Um, you can't carry your money. And uh, many times, of course, we talked about this. We hit on this every once in a while, that you can only walk so many steps. To your synagogue, right, guys? Yep. So, so here again, uh, the 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 idea is m- many today Orthodox Jews live within a certain number of steps from their synagogues, whether it's in Meyerland, whether it's in uh, the Brainswood area, Fonger, Um and, and 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 I thought, I, I, okay, since so I'm telling you this, these particular real strict rules, I'm gonna tag you a paradox. It's kind of funny. Uh, at least to me, it's kind of funny. In Leviticus twenty-three, twenty-four, God requires one of the six celebrations called the Feast of the Trumpets. It's Rosh Hashanah. We've all heard it, many folks, and I know all of you have heard it. Mm-hmm. It's the Jewish New Year, and God commands them to blow the trumpet on the Rosh Hashanah, on the New Year, to celebrate it. It's the sounding of the trumpet. So Rosh Hashanah, however. The Sanhedrin declared an ordinance where they get, they don't play the shofar anymore or blast a trumpet. Now this is, in, from what I see, a direct confirmation to what I just said. So Andrew didn't this yeah.
1: in the Roman times or something? Yeah. Uh, okay.
3: Yes. 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 No. This goes way back. Mm-hmm. So they said you cannot you cannot blow the shofar anymore. We don't want you to blow the shofar anymore because what if one of the synagogues drops it or breaks it or they lose it and can't find it, somebody would have to carry a shofar from their house one, This is a great <laughs> illustration
1: of what happens when you start encumbrancing things with rules because then you run into oh, what yeah. ifs, how many, sure. how many, oh, yeah. well yeah. what if you do this, you know you've been on committees, you haven't been, you know, in these governance, you especially Robert, you know, been oh, on yeah. these governance committees of policies, okay, what do we do, what What if, what if, well what if, what if, and, and how <laughs> don't manage yeah, it, right, what if, or, or, or what policy. if, what or we mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, doesn't
3: <laughs> work. Well, we have to carry it. Now, really, <laughs> this is what you, you guys have just been talking about. The Lord has has the letter of the law and He has the spirit of the law. And you guys have mentioned that right. in the
2: last podcast. Kyle and I share a. Uh, a uh, unique position, we have both been presidents of the Homeowners Association.
4: Uh, we on the board of a homeowner Association.
2: Certainly. Yeah. And, oh, and so you, that's uh, rule rulemaking. Well, well, my, my, my experience of Homeowners Association, and Kyle, <coughs> feel free to back me up or tell me I'm crazy, is there's two kinds of people that get on Homeowners Association. Mm-hmm. The first one is the person that generally wants to do good for their community. They are few and far between. The other but person, the the all consumer, all five of us, us here are. Yeah. 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 If we were on HOAs, would be exemplary. The, the other ones are the ones on the HOA that they you paint your house and they come up and they go. So well, cool. your shade of gray is not the correct shade of gray. <laughs> this is the correct shade of gray <laughs> because they're so tight. They don't. They forget the whole purpose of a homeowners association. And for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, in the city of Houston, there's no zoning. The whole purpose of a homeowners association. Is to try to help you maintain your property values. I'm going to tell you a little secret. A darker shade of gray compared to a lighter shade of gray on the house next to you is not going to affect your property mm-hmm. value. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's one of those deals where am I, am I right? If people get so wrapped did. up in the oh, they get well. so wrapped up in the legal part, they forget the purpose
4: of it. Well, for your exact point. I've been a realtor, mm-hmm. real estate broker, and I've been a property tax reduction specialist. So I have tried to get more money than the house may be worth, not necessarily, but I mean, you know, get top yeah. dollar um, if you're working for the seller. I've also been on the other side of it where I'm working for the buyer and I try to get the lowest absolute dollar. And then I've been the guy trying to argue your mm-hmm. taxes down And I'm using the information from both of those sides of other realtors to make that point. Never once did I argue the color of somebody's Mm -hmm. home, unless it was like avocado green or that mustard yellow Mm -hmm. or the most bright blue you can ever see, and you say, this is what's next to this guy's home. Oh, God, their (laughs) home values (laughs) just went down because of that one, not because... Gray versus gray. Yeah. Never is something but,
2: so. Simple. But it's one of those that, and, and I think Jesus said it right because what did Jesus say? He said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It was made so that we would stop and reflect. And, and I, I, I am going to have a confession. If I have to work on a weekend for work, I come to church, I do the church thing, but if I have to work on a weekend, I work on Sunday, not Saturday. I take Saturday as my shutdown, I'm not doing anything day. I do my worship on Sunday and then Sunday afternoon about four o'clock or so I'll log in if I have to get some stuff done and do it then because I'm already quote unquote having to get out and do things for that day. You know, but it's one of those, like you said, it's the spirit of the law that I think you have to really look at here. And, and I think, Mike, you know, there, yeah, that, that was the greatest example ever of, of, oh my gosh, y'all changed it from <laughs> this, because you're worried, let's see, we're not going to celebrate the way the Bible commanded us to, because we're worried we're going to make some stupid rule that we made up about having to carry a horn in case
0: the synagogue broke their horn. What? <laughs> well, I think the thing about it is, what is that yeah, that exactly year, that's right. You're First making you're making these mm-hmm. rules. You're we're making the these rules to make people worship and to make people be reverent, mm-hmm. as opposed with you yourself being reverent mm-hmm. and you yourself exercising corporate worship. We're in Houston, Texas, or actually in Sugarland, but uh, some of the older fellas remember the blue laws and what we had in Houston were on Sunday there were certain areas of of a store that would be roped off that you couldn't buy most
2: stores were closed grocery stores were open but it small town they were closed yeah Yeah.
4: okay so when i was there i'm the youngest and i definitely
0: remember see we didn't have them in michigan uh, there were liquors liquor liquor stores were closed but that was a whole store that wasn't but the regular stores didn't have any areas that were roped off when i moved here that's where I experienced the yeah, it, blue laws. But that's forcing people to be something that maybe they're not. Whereas by observing the Sabbath, uh, that is a personal uh, hmm. uh, experience. Um, whereas what? when you're doing it and when you're making it, you're forcing the population to do it. Totally While
3: you're on that, I looked at some information on the blue laws. And I thought you guys might enjoy this as well.
4: I read some awesome. stuff about the other day. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you did? No, you want no, okay. well, no. You no to
3: you go. The U.S. Supreme Court <clears throat> still supports it. Really? As they said, it's, it's beneficial to both the secular world and to the religious world because it forces a day of rest or, or, or physical rest and restoration. That's essentially what they say. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, regarding culture, most of the states have gotten rid of it. I think fourteen have at least a form of it left. For instance, you cannot buy a car on Sunday, or you can buy a car on Sunday and not Saturday. And the same thing, of course, with package drinks or package alcohol. Right? You guys, yeah, okay. you still cannot. There, there's actually enough. still forms of blue laws. Yeah, so okay. it still forms yeah. existing. Well, one one guy did. He says, and uh, he says we did a we did a uh, uh, study, and he says. Regarding the culture, the impact of banishing blue laws could be, could be larger. A study in New Mexico in 2006 found that there was a sharp increase in drunken driving on Sundays after the state dropped on Sunday on <laughs> <laughs> alcohol sales. That's an uh, interesting statistic. Yeah, and then a, a broader study published by MIT and Notre Dame economists in 2008 found that the repeal of blue laws led to decreased church attendance, Decreased donations to the churches and increased alcohol and drug use among religious individuals.
0: I oh, know. Well, however, with, okay. with that, let's go ahead and let's take our second <laughs> take our second break. Uh, man up. We will be right back.
4: Saturday, Donnie, is Shabbos, the Jewish day of rest. That means I don't work. I don't, I don't drive a car. I don't ride in a car. I don't handle money. I don't turn on the oven. And I sure as shit don't roll. Job of Shabbos! Shabbos. And welcome
0: back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men Podcast Number Two Hundred Eight, and we're just talking about the blue laws. I I do know a couple of things. Um,
1: In fact, here in Texas, I I don't. I think the bill was at at the legislature this this term.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, They wanted to push. You 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 still cannot buy liquor before noon on Sunday in the state Mm -hmm. Uh, and. The, the the bill was going to push that back to 10 a.m. Partly because generally here in the Central Time Zone kickoff is noon. That is correct. But, but that is exactly why the blue laws ended in Arizona. My my, my parents were living there. They kick. They 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 can sell liquor starting I believe at nine or 10 a.m. Because at least part of the year they are they are they are in the Pacific Time Zone. They don't use daylight savings time. They're way ahead of thinking on that. Um, but so so foot kickoff. The the East Coast kickoffs to them was about 10 a.m. That's when you can buy liquor in Arizona. And that's what pushed it. The other side of the coin, uh, uh, again, also it was a Texas issue. Uh, It was, and and I, I haven't been in the car market, so you can tell me if it still is, if they still bought bar car sales on Sunday. The big problem was. Cars.com. People were able to buy online. Yep. And the first reaction, oh, yeah. the mass. first reaction, this being Texas and very, very hard business, local business oriented, the legislator tried to shut down online car sales yeah. in Texas mm-hmm. on Sundays. But since that was interstate commerce, they really couldn't do it. And I think they loosened up at least. I think a good example is um, Chick fil A. Now, let's go out and 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 point. Let's point and Hobby Lobby, but point. But I want to point to Chick Fil A because uh, they they get they they make a big thing about not being open on Sundays, and they still are what the number two or three. They're behind McDonald's, number two or three fast food chain in the country
2: uh, in terms of sales. That
1: too. Not only they not open on Sundays, but on malls
2: where they are not open on Sundays. They actually pay a penalty to the mall ah,
1: so, because mm-hmm. they are closed that mm-hmm. day, and and so so uh, there's there there's th- that does not seem to hurt them in the marketplace, and so they they do some witnessing through that. Um, Very interesting point, and you know what,
3: I found what I thought was the latest information on the U.S. Supreme Court and everything. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. anybody
1: out there, any, if you fu- anybody anybody find something different, please it, let us. Did the blue rules? laws make yeah, it? I was, just, I was it that high? Mike, Mike, did any blue laws make it that high, or were they just all repealed on the on the state level? I mean, no, this is this is kind of a Maryland that was back in 1961. Oh, okay, that, that was the last. Okay, I mean, that, that was,
3: that was, that was um, it, uh, that. You
2: know, that it's 200 podcast, but we finally got the judge to
3: give us a court reference. I've been waiting for a long time on uh, that. He wants us to refute it, but well, it's been a know, while. Uh, time the, you know, library, the, might, so, the other question here might be the reason Amazon, and you can still buy online,
1: is the fact that you don't have to go anywhere. Yep. Yes. So oh, yes. Which is what you're starting, right. like, <laughs> do, to in the law there. There. They, they they don't the have walking. to logging on the keyboard is, yep. is, is is okay. Well and the Mishnah the thing know, is the Mishnah was <laughs> <it's> written. we didn't keep the first Oh that's right. That's right. Great
2: story at the beginning of the of the lesson where he talks about every time they went into the elevator on Sabbath on Shabbat in all, Israel, it stopped yeah. at every floor. It was, they were at the King David Hotel in Jerusalem, or really. Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. and it would stop at every floor. Why? Because nobody could, was allowed to push a button that day. So, mm-hmm. do, 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 do. <laughs> well, they were respecting <laughs> that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it, but it, it, it mm-hmm. really is, and I, and I think this comes down to it, you know, as we're getting close. Mm-hmm. It really is what Jesus said, that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is there to remind us, first of all, that It's it's a pause to remind us that God created the universe. A pause to remind ourselves that there is an all-powerful God that created everything and that later sent his son to sacrifice for us. That's the purpose of it, from God's perspective. The second purpose and why God created it for us is that the Sabbath is there so that we can remember to Unplug, and I'm going to use that word, unplug. You know, put your phone down, turn your electronics off, Mm -hmm. take a day where you sit back and don't don't do those things. Whether it's Sunday, whether it's Saturday, take a day for yourself. It's funny. One of the things the last year, my wife and I have started camping again. We. Made an investment in a travel trailer again, and it is hilarious how much more productive at work I am now. Because about once a month we haul off for a weekend somewhere, and I go sit in the woods and I cook wild food over the fire. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I was cooking over fire. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. And the
3: <laughs> amount of work that you have to do to get that trailer somewhere <laughs> oh, yeah, doesn't stress yeah, yeah. you out or anything, Robert. Does not it stresses my wife out too.
2: Okay. My, my my wife needs to, I need practice backing, I admit it, but my wife also needs to learn how to direct backing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another conversation. Um, but 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 to sit, you know, go somewhere after after it's hooked up and everything, to literally sit, go walk in the woods a little bit, um, where we were, over Memorial Day weekend, we actually had no cell service where we were. Which was excellent. I was like, yeah, I yeah, was like,
1: <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> That's actually a good. I hope you wrote that down and go back. To oh that no, I will. We will.
2: Right. We, will. <laughs> we actually will. Um, for that reason, but but it's but it's amazing though. Just to circle back. It's amazing how much more productive at work I am mm-hmm. because I did manage to sit back and not do anything.
0: Excellent. Let's go ahead. And let's uh, as we come down to the end of uh, podcast two hundred eight,
4: uh, get some final thoughts from the panel, uh, Kyle Tran. You know, I'm glad that we don't have to uh, adhere to all the craziness. You know, not to be able to bring some, uh, carry something outside or inside. Um, you know, because it is about thinking of God. And I think in any way that helps you to do that is what that recharge and give the Sabbath to the Lord. So like, I like to cook and I like to garden, you know, cooking centers me, you know, I don't want to run out and be a chef. I had that opportunity once and I thought I didn't want to do it all day and come home and not want to cook at home because I like (laughs) to cook for the family, but Sunday is that day that you can get into something a little more complicated. You know, you don't finish work until 6 or, you know, 5, 6 o'clock. And then, you know, you got to start dinner and it's a 3 to 4 hour cook time. Those are generally reserved for a Sunday. Um, you know, gardening. I'll get out there and put plants in the yard or, you know, tend to, um, you know, what's there. And I think of the Garden of Eden. Man was put there to do what? Tend the garden. Now, back in that day, I don't know exactly what the rules were to have been. Are you supposed to have done that for the first six days and, you know, whatever and, and whatever. But, you know, that, that stuff really centers me and makes me think of the beauty and what God created here on this earth. And if I can help make my yard look anything, like what the Garden of Eden. Of course, I'd need a whole lot more flowers and plants and probably animals in my yard. But uh, you know, I went to a funeral the other day and this kind of hit home. Uh, is it was it was on Monday when we had uh, studied this this lesson on Sunday, and it was a a friend, colleague, and a client of mine. So I, I knew this lady very well, and uh, she liked to garden. You know, talking to her husband about something, he goes, oh yeah, she would grow this, oh she would grow that. Um, And there was a thing on the little scrolling pictures and all that, and there was this little poem that came up by Alfred Alston um, that says, the glory of gardening, hands in the dirt, head in the sun, heart with nature, to nurture a garden is to feed not only the body, but the soul.
0: Excellent.
4: Uh, and
0: with that, we're coming down to the end. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. On behalf of uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Kyle Trahan, Michael Cropper, and the professor, Robert Koch. My name is Bill Cox. It's been great uh, having you here. So whether you found us on SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, our website which is at man com or pray.com we're so glad you did and Sugarland Baptist Church has opened up but if your church has not uh, log on to sugarlandbaptist.org at 945 and there is the Baptist streaming service so you have a chance to worship with with the Baptist here in Sugarland and if you're ever in our area now that we are opened up don't have to stay hesitate to stop by uh, for the Man Up Men ABF Bible Fellowship, but we want to encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church, why local, so you'll go. Go participate, get in a small group, kind of like what we have here, and find one that's men only, and if there is one, start one. This is Men Up! Shabbos Shabbos! You've been listening to Man Up. You've got I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! dedicated to the uncommon man created by equally uncommon men if i were the man i was five years ago i'd take a flamethrower to this place you can contact us on facebook under man up post questions and we'll answer them right here on the man up podcast